On today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, we have our morning leftovers from the Avalanche and Flames. What's sticking with us from that game, that nice comeback that the Avalanche had. After the game, Miko ranted in with some interesting comments in the locker room. We'll talk about that. And Eric Johnson makes his return to Denver. Sounds odd saying that. A lot to get to on today's episode of Locked on Avalanche. Coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Locked on Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on X, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram and threads, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, concerns, and opinions. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. And make sure you are subscribed to our subtext. The link to that is in the show notes below. When you do, you chat with Kyle and I one-on-one, become one of our very special insiders. We get all of your opinions on uh, anything going on with the Avs, post-game comments, Miko comments, whatever's on your mind, we talk about it on the show. Um, all right, you see our rundown, and we talked about it in the beginning. Uh, we'll get to the Eric Johnson coming back and kind of just talk about the Buffalo Sabres as a whole um we'll get to the miko comments in a second but we're just gonna do what we normally do a day removed from a game and we kind of call this our morning leftovers segment and kind of uh, after we remove the emotion from the game win or lose we kind of look back and anything that has stuck with us and there's got to be with this game <laughs> yeah. how exciting that was with the uh the come from behind victory that the Avs had over the flames so there's anything that when you think about that game, a day removed, yeah, that's still sticking with me. For everything that we said, the everydayers know, we were kind of critical of Nathan McKinnon and the effort. Well, that's that's gone away. The goals have come back. And you know another stat that has come back that we often dog, Nate dog for? Hmm. He was 74% from the faceoff dot. You know what? I didn't even look at that, that stat. I kind of... It's not that I stop. It's just I, I feel like I, I keep looking at the face-off percentage, not because it's super important, just because like I just feel like at some point the Avalanche will get better at it, and they never do. So I just feel like I, I'll, yeah, I should stop looking at it. And he, I honestly didn't. I didn't even know that, that he was. He, he was, uh, he won 20, lost seven. And the Avalanche wow. ended up winning the face-off um, percentages as a whole. In mm-hmm. that Calgary Flames game. So it was one of those. It was an additional because the morning leftover segment is just that because the next day I'm thinking about, you know, Nathan McKinnon looked good, but how good was he? And it was one of those stats that I fell into today. And I was like, well, looky there. <laughs> and I mean, R- Ryan Johansson, for everything he is and isn't right now, is still leading the team in overall faceoff percentage. He is, he's still the most essential. And then you have Ross Colton and Nathan McKinnon is right behind. And performances like this are things we take for granted. And again, with everything that's going on with the Avs between like Tatar and Ben Myers, it's you forget about these little stats, but one to forward that along. 
It's very nice. Very nice that that that's uh was that high. That's gotta be his highest in yeah. quite some time. <laughs> um, you know, and 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 for me, it's kind of like <clears throat> you ask this question a lot this season when the avalanche have you know a, a little run of unsuccessful games and they don't look that good and then they turn it around and you always ask the question like is this the moment yeah is this the turning point and you're going to keep asking that question until it rings true or falls <laughs> one, one or the other's got to happen or you know or they just keep continuing doing this up and down season um but i think it, the way that I'm kind of looking at it is a little bit different in asking that. Not only is it like, okay, is this the turning point of like, that's a galvanizing win. Mm -hmm. You know, no matter how, because you're playing fine in the first period. The second period is where it fell apart. <clears throat> and then the third period, you know, was what it was. But you, uh, the way I look at it is like twofold. Is, is is this the moment where like that, that's the, that, that kind of, you know, rallies the troops and say, like, see what we can do. Mm -hmm. when we when we put everything together and the opposite is true in in terms of you know we were talking about the defensive side of things yesterday and it's like again like not only offensively if we played defensively like we know we can play you know we and we have in the past that's a 6 to 1 game mm -hmm. a 6 to 2 game and we don't have to have this big third period push so I think it works both ways. It's like, yes, you can you can have these come from behind victories and you're never out of it. But God, if we if we turn up the dial on the defensive end, we don't need to, to do that and, and put ourselves through so much pain and anguish and and just having to, to go for broken in the third. Uh, so maybe that turns the tide to say, like, we got to turn up the dial on defense too. offense is working but just turn it up on defense and we don't need this big third period surge. Yeah. And you got to look back on it. Like the avalanche as a team rallied together and said, no, we're not going to just give up on this game. And they pushed, they scored three in the third and they won that game. And it's one of those that in the locker room, everybody's patting each other on the back saying, this was a great game. What a win. We knew we could do it. And then you think it didn't have to be like this. Mm-hmm. You, you, like right. we we reference the the Dallas game. You could it doesn't have to be like this. Help me help you. Forwards talking to defense, like mm -hmm. and goalie. It it's one of those that if it was a balanced effort, top mm -hmm. to bottom, Yorgiev probably would have played all game long. The defense would not look like they did, and the forwards wouldn't have to try so hard in the third. It's one of those like yes, we could do it. And it's one of those wake-up calls like, oh, yeah, hockey's fun when we win. <laughs> and you go out exactly. there, and against this Buffalo squad that's coming in, go out there and try and recapture that magic, build off what you learn. And if the defense gives you – I mean, honestly, that was a 35 40% effort mm. all game long. If they give you just 60, the forwards <sighs> won't have to try so hard. You just yeah, give this a little bit better. Just a little bit more, get out from between the ears yeah. and just play the game in front of you. This Avalanche team doesn't have to try so hard, and then they could score three or four goals without even thinking about it. Well, sticking with the defensive angle, you know what else it made me do is we've always appreciated him, but it kind of made you miss Sam Gerard oh. a little bit more. 
You know what I mean? And 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 I, I I hope he's getting right, and I hope he's doing what he's supposed to do. But I, I kind of hope this leads people to see yep. the value that he has. Yep. And and you know when when people are calling for his head and, and trade him and um you know okay like the replacements are doing okay. Yeah. They're, they're doing serviceable, but are they are they you know up to the level of of Sam Gerrard? No. And I don't expect them to be. But it does make me miss him a lot more uh, for what he can do, especially uh, puck possession and, oh. and and gaining the zone and getting the puck out of the zone. He is very good at that. And that is where the abs are struggling mightily right now. You know, I thought about that yesterday in our episode when you're talking about the uh, zone transitions and getting the puck out of the zone. And it was one of those like, what is missing? What's going on here? Number 49 is what's missing, and that's what's mm. going on there. It's He was a very good quarterback on getting that puck out of the zone. Yes, there was some bad breaks when it came to covering, but he could get the puck out of the zone and flip the ice real quick yeah. for whoever's in front of him. And absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. We are definitely yeah. missing you, Sammy G, and hope everything is going good for you, bud. Absolutely. Um, so, and even, even um, Jared Bednar... You heard comments in the the uh, locker room afterwards where they were they were confident. You know, the, the the second period did not go the way that they wanted it to go. Uh, but Jared Bednar apparently came in and said, "We're going to go in this game," mm-hmm. and and that was like uh, everybody kind of rallied around that, and they went out and they and they did. And you know, if anybody thought like the scoring was going to, there was scoring all along in this game. And in the back of my head, I was like, it's one of those games where there's a lot of scoring in the first two periods and then you're not going to see any in the third. No, that continued, obviously. So they they were confident. They were confident in the way that they were playing. And Nathan McKinnon said, he goes, when we make mistakes right now, we're paying. But you have to figure out ways to, when a mistake happens, get a big save or have someone help on, on a weak side on defense or something. But teams are exploiting the mistakes by the avalanche and capitalizing all the time. So they they kind of just in intermission were like, Let's tighten this up. Let's just, you know, be con- conscious of our mistakes um, and and just get back to some simple hockey. Keep the offense pumping and you got what you got. Now, there were also comments made by Miko Rantanen, which raised some eyebrows. Um, and we are going to talk about that next. Pretty interesting stuff from Miko. Does it mean anything in the grand scheme of it? Probably not, I'm going to say, but I'm interested to hear what you have to say on it, Mr. Sullivan. (laughs) He's smiling if you're not watching on YouTube. (laughs) So we'll talk about that next. First, we are going to hear from Game Time and the Game Time app. And you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. And Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all these sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last minute deals, all in pricing. Views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And one Mr. Shaggy Von Doom is uh, pretty excited. I don't know if you're going to be able to make it, but the Avalanche announced a Grateful Dead tribute game. Oh, (laughs) it's my two worlds are blending into one. Yeah. So I, I, I... I said I asked if you were going to try to make it work, and you just have a lot going on where you you probably can't. But if you were, game time was uh, probably where it's at, where you were going to go get those tickets. 
I'd be yeah. trucking on over to Game Time for that game. <laughs> uh, game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and it's the place to find the last-minute seats, exclusive flash deals, and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, everything. And they have those zone deals. The view from your seats, like we talk about all the time, is just absolutely clutch on the Game Time app. So download the Game Time app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On NHL. For $20 off your first purchase, terms apply. Once again, create the account, redeem the code LOCKEDONNHL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L. For $20 off, download Game Time today, last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Miko Rantanen, uh, post-game press conference like he's done hundreds of times. Most of the time, the Avalanche and 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 most hockey players are very vanilla in, in their answers and it's kind of just the same thing over and over and over again. Um, this one was a little bit interesting, especially from, from Miko Ranton. I got to say it was interesting from Nathan McKinnon too because he was a lot more energetic in his postgame. If you haven't seen it, um, get just you know, yeah. go through social media. He was happy. He, he just seemed happy in, in that postgame, which he never is. Miko was the opposite. Miko was a little bit mad. And um, for, for I'm sure a lot of people have heard uh, what happened. If you didn't, I'll kind of just give you a brief, brief overview. So um, he this is a quote from him after the game said one of our Finnish NHL players dad was talking swear word uh, about me in the media that I didn't train last summer like I used to. He was making that up. That was for him talking about his game. Uh, that was for him. You talk, swear word, uh, it's going to come back at you. Who he's talking about is Arturi Lekkanen, who is his teammate, Arturi Lekkanen's father. And Arturi Lekkanen's father, is he's been a, a coach over in Finland for years. He's very respected over there. I, I'm not going to make it seem like I really know his, his history, but I, I know enough that he... He he's he does he's like he runs a skills camp over there that Miko Renton takes part in in the in the off season. Um, obviously, his teammate is his son, so they have a relationship. Who's also Finnish, and those guys obviously have a, a connection anyway, just from that. Um, so he wasn't happy about it because uh, Arturi Lekkanen's father, who I believe is pronounced Ismo, Ishmo or Ismo, however you pronounce his name, I apologize. Um, he went on a podcast or a radio show and said, basically, he didn't think, here, here's his comment, he didn't have a very good summer. There was a lot happening, many events of all kinds. He had to visit Helsinki and everything like that. Perhaps he consciously took the summer a little more calmly after the hard years, and maybe he didn't practice as much as in previous summers. So basically saying, I don't think Miko, I, I think Miko just took the summer off. And you can kind of understand that with the season he had last year with all the weight on his shoulders from last season, with all the injuries. Um, and he was kind of saying he he took the summer off and maybe that's why he's struggling a little bit it, currently. And Miko heard those comments in the morning, uh, yesterday morning during the game, or, you know, game day. And then goes out and has a three-point game and then makes those comments um, afterwards. So I think a lot of people are are looking at this with like raised eyebrows because not only because Miko Rantanen said it, I think if, if he said it, 
and it wasn't Arturi Lekkonen's father, his teammate, I don't think many people would have a problem with it. And I think people may, maybe people have a little bit more, not a problem, but a little bit more curiosity because it's a teammate's father. What do you think about all this right now? And there's a follow-up too, which came out mm -hmm. today, which I'll get to. But but what when you heard all of this happening, and this was happening while we were recording yesterday, so that's why we didn't talk about it. What's your what's your take on it? Well, first of all, uh, I'm glad that we say nothing negative about Miko Ranton here on Locked On Avalanche, and that we are Miko Ranton's favorite podcast. Um, of course. So we're not going to be in any press conference, but. <laughs> When I hear those comments about Miko Ranton and taking the summer off, they don't call me Shaggy for nothing. So mm -hmm. I'm going to look up the mystery. What What is he talking about? And then I step back a little bit. <clears throat> the summer before, was he not partying with the Stanley Cup the entire offseason? I don't know about I mean, a lot of the offseason. Yeah, they, they were enjoying I mean, themselves. Sure. Was did <laughs> did the Colorado Avalanche as a team, as a unit, mm -hmm. not just kind of take that offseason off? I, I I think it's tough. I don't want to say that they took the whole offseason off because I don't think they did. Like these guys are 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 regiment, right? They they enjoyed themselves more. Let, let's word it that way. I don't want to say that they all just took the offseason off and didn't do anything to prepare for the following season. I am pretty sure they had more appearances than what Mr. Lekkonen is mm -hmm. referring to in this last offseason. I'm pretty sure there was more appearances made. I'm pretty sure there was more time devoted to other things than maybe training. And how was Miko's year last year? I think it was, it was a beast. Pretty, I think it was pretty good. Yeah. So for him to criticize this offseason, highly suspect, mm -hmm. questionable. And this hasn't been a bad year for Miko Rantanen. Mm -hmm. I yeah, it's weird. Like I I think the 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 odd part is to to say that now, um, 20 something games into the season, if he started the season off the way that mm -hmm. his most recent run was. Then and he wants to make that comment. Um, it might hold a little bit more weight, but for me, it's like you know, he he got off to a fine start to the season, and he just went through a little bit of a rut. And I don't blame Miko for getting a little bit upset about it, because someone's come, someone's questioning your your work ethic. Um, and we know Miko's work ethic. We you know he he's just in a funk, and it doesn't mean that he took the the summer off. It's just an odd time to say that he took the summer off when you're already a quarter of the way into the season. And I all due respect to Mister Lekkinen, mm -hmm. um, but 39 points in 30 games. What are we missing here? Yeah, yeah. Like what are we what are we talking about? This is not you know if this was pointing the fingers at like guys like Ryan Johansson. Or Tomas Sitar. Like, mm -hmm. then we could sit here and play armchair like CSI and put things together. And, but Mika Rantanen is 39 points in 30 games. Where mm -hmm. is the slothfulness in this? So, so the, and, and Miko, he came out today. Um, and like I said, like, I, I think people are, are kind of making a bigger deal about it because of, of who it is. Right. Mm -hmm. And if, the, and there's some people that, you know, were commenting on, you know, we posted about it, um, thinking like, oh, this is, a, a, a much to do about nothing. And, um, he was trying to make a joke. He wasn't trying to make a joke. 
I'm sorry, but like he was very upset about that. Yeah. And um, if this was another team, we'd be jumping all over it, all over it. And we'd be eating it up. And we kind of don't want, because we don't want the dissension in the locker room. Oh, no, we don't want Miko and Arturi to, to like dislike each other. So let's just, I'm going to put it in my mind that it was just a joke. And he didn't really mean it. He meant it. But they are fine. So he came, and this is on Colorado Hockey Now. Um, and uh, credit to Evan Rawl for putting this up. So this was Miko today. He said, everything is okay. Just finish, journal, uh, j- finish journalism who happens to just be Arturi's dad. Me and Art are really good buddies, been forever, and we're great teammates. I love him, and there's nothing between us. Just a journalist questioning my professionalism and lying about where my whereabouts in the summer. I think that's what pushed me over the edge a little bit. But it's nothing between me and Lecky. Everything is good, and I'm ready to put it behind us. And I think that's where it's less about it being Arturi Lekkinen's father, while that is a story, and more about Arturi Lekkinen's dad right now being a journalist. Yeah, he, he he's out there doing what we do. You know, we, we talk all the time about what's wrong with this guy or what's wrong with that guy. And I think because it was from Miko's, you know, home country, uh, I don't think for Miko, it didn't have anything to do with that. It was Arturi Lekkinen's father. I think he was just upset that someone back in Finland was talking about him that in that way. And he didn't like it. And, and the dude's a, a journalist. And I think there's a problem. Um, yeah, he says, I have absolutely no problem with people analyzing what happens on the ice and analyzing my game and criticizing it. I understand totally because that's what journalists are paid for and that's what their job is. Just when you start going into my private life and lying about that, that's not okay for me. Okay. I like. I, I feel like he had a moment. Did he overreact to it? That's up for debate. Uh, but he had a moment. He got it off his chest. The next day he addressed it. And Jared Bednar even addressed it with him. Bednar said, I didn't even know about it. I talked to Miko. Apparently he addressed it. My only concern is make sure that our guys in our room are good. And they are. They're obviously best buddies. Miko's put it behind him and he's ready to go. So this is the last we are going to talk about this. I mean, we can talk about it right now because it's kind of interesting. The Avalanche typically don't do this stuff. Remember last year, Kale McCarr said that, that uh, was it last year? I think it was last year. They made the comment on uh, Igor Shesterkin. Oh, yeah. He was like, you know, yeah. he, he he's all about the show. That was like, whoa. That, number one, that's Kale McCarr. Number two, Avs typically don't go down that road. Uh, so this is Miko's moment. Said what he had to say. And, and hey, maybe that got him going. He got three points in the game because of it. So... Maybe in the end, this is a good thing. I, I think the biggest takeaway from all of this is why have we not been calling Lecky Art this whole time? <laughs> That's awesome. I why have I not thought of that? So from now on, it's Art. It's Art. It's Art Lecky. All right. Art Lecky. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, he, I, it just seems like everybody's putting it behind him, and uh, we will do the same. So I think we're all moving past it but it's it was interesting it was interesting to see it and when it happened i felt bad for um katie goss because oh she had to follow it up with just more hockey questions and it was just she could tell she was uncomfortable like where do i go with this i'll just talk about the goalies so good job by katie goes to keep it going because that's a tough situation you're not expecting that you're not expecting an answer especially from someone like nico rantanen so um all right let's uh move on to it's going to be a somber moment for this one and this is the return of eric johnson so we are going to talk about that next 
Right now, let's hear it from Sleeper and the Sleeper app. And we ask all the time, Mr. Sullivan, is there a better app out there for daily fantasy sports? No. Definitely not. You could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. We're about to talk about Eric Johnson and the Sabres coming to town. Who are you liking for this one in daily fantasy hockey? Miko. <laughs> now, why would you say that one, sir? I think he's uh, angry. <laughs> uh, all you have to do is pick whether studs like angry Miko Rantanen will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. So use the promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That code is locked on NHLC sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. He was one of uh, the most liked, beloved defensemen, not even defensemen, just players in, in avalanche history. And you kind of knew the writing was on the wall for him to come back or not come back for this season. And Eric Johnson went out and signed with the Buffalo Sabres. This will be his first game back. And uh, if you thought, you know, Nazem Kadri's return last year uh, to to Ball Arena was was kind of like a tearjerker moment, this one's definitely going to be, with, without a doubt. Eric Johnson, it, I don't think he's like, he's not on the Mount Rushmore of Avalanche players, um, just based on like statistics. But if you're talking like fan favorites, I think he's pushing for that. So the fans are going to be loud when he comes back and, and excited to see him, even though it's in a different team's uniform. And, you know, I, I'm going to be watching that reaction for EJ and his video package because, like, the new Avalanche fans that hopped on during the cup run, they don't know Eric Johnson like the the everydayers, like the OGers, like since yeah, the well. 16, 17, like – it's you kind of caught him on the decline and <laughs> but if you go back and look at everything eric johnson did before the cup he was one of those builders to get us to that cup team yeah. along with gabe landeskog and nathan mckinnon ej was there he was there before kale mccarr i'll, I'll say this uh, if you know th those people that did jump on board like during that season um i think because you know, uh, of how it was talked about with Eric Johnson. I think they have some semblance of the importance he had for this team. Maybe they didn't live through it. Maybe they didn't really experience it because they weren't, you know, following, like you said, like the everyday is like following this team day in and day out. And that's fine. Like there, there, no. there's, there's a uh, fair weather fans for, for I'm, I'm a fair weather Rockies fan. <laughs> I'm not a big <laughs> baseball guy. And if the Rockies are doing well, which doesn't really happen all that much, like I'll pay attention to them. I, I, openly admit that yeah. so you know it's there are the same that go for the avalanche and when they're doing well and making a cup run people are going to pay attention but it was talked about so much and you knew like he was going to get the 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 trophy first from gabe landeskog uh because that was talked about i think they understand like like i said even though they didn't experience it for all of those years or maybe here and there they knew of it and they know they know who he is yeah i mean not the importance of the team um because they paid attention during that cup run, even people who just did that 
know how important he is. The people who did live through it all with him, man, they're 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 gonna be they're gonna be loud and and like I said, it's gonna be weird. Um, but it, it was time. It was time to go. The I think that I was just Abs and him are just going in different directions. I'm surprised. I am a little bit surprised he he continued his career. I didn't. I I thought he would say no. I'm I'm done. I had I, I finally won one. I I got to defend it. That didn't go the way I wanted it to go, but at least I got to do that as well. Um, but it's tough to just walk away from the game of hockey, and he still wanted to play. So good. And he's him. and he's contributing to that Buffalo squad. Like he's having himself a nice little. Well... <laughs> It's it's he's, not he's, it's he's not a pylon. He's he's out there. He's no. He's he's doing okay. He's all right. I mean, the odd thing with him is he's played in twenty eight games, which they've played twenty nine. Uh, he's got two points. Those two points are goals. <laughs> Eric familiar. Johnson, who just you know he 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 doesn't score a lot of goals. Uh, he has zero assists on the season, so he, he he is. I think he's doing what they they need him to be. You know, uh, what's he getting? I think he's like in the fourteen fifteen range for time on ice. Uh, four, yeah, right in between four, fourteen minutes and twenty seconds. So, you know, he's that middle pairing guy, and 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 it's just they're a young team. So I think they bring in a guy like him, a veteran, to to kind of you know get those guys going, show them the ropes a little bit more. And, you know, uh, you, you can obviously learn something from someone like Eric Johnson. Yeah. And if you told me at the beginning of the season, who would be on the injured reserve first, JT comfort or Eric Johnson. Oh yeah. I would, uh, I would yeah. definitely be picking EJ, but it's vice versa right now. Yeah. So you got to yeah. give, it's going to be nice to see him come back and it's going to be nice to see him get the love he deserves. But yep. as soon as that puck drops, it's over. It's business. And as far as the game goes, um, you know, the, Buffalo is not performing like people thought they would. People thought they, that they were the team to take that next leap. Um, and they've kind of gone back <clears throat> a little bit. They're playing a little bit better as of late. And they have too much talent on this team to really be where they are in the standings. They do. They So so I don't, I don't go into this game thinking like, oh, Buffalo is struggling. And this should be a walk in the park. I'm not saying that because of the season the Avalanche are having, and because it's almost like how we're saying, like the Avalanche, when they, when they when they have like a, a run of uh, you know lo- like a losing streak, or like they're too good to to be playing like that. The same goes for Buffalo. Yeah, they have some really good players on that team, um, and they're just not seeing victories right now. So they're mad. They want to right the ship as much as anybody. So I think you're going to see a really good game here. And and speaking to the Colorado Avalanche, like that comeback to beat the Flames was great. Mm-hmm. But the way the Sabres team is coming into Ball Arena, as long as you take care of Rasmus Dahlin, you are going to be okay. This is what you want. We the the teams that roll lines on you, they're they're doing a good job at neutralizing and finding success. Mm-hmm. Dahlin is the hottest thing for the Sabres right now. And if you can neutralize what Buffalo throws at you, you have a chance. And this is a good way to build momentum back. Yeah, you had your losing streak. Let's build a winning streak. So let's see how this thing goes. on TNT also, by the way. So uh, we will be discussing it tomorrow. Hopefully we'll see see what comes out of that Flames game. 
yeah. how they continue after that Flames game. It'll be interesting to see how this thing starts for the Avs. However it goes, we will be talking about it tomorrow, so uh, tune in then. But for today, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Uh, for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go!